Lord Bloodraw's nerve-wracking auditorium is made possible by Lord Bloodraw's Patreon supporters. Lord Bloodraw keeps the love of vintage horror and science fiction alive with three weekly shows. The Nerve-Wracking Auditorium, Lord Bloodraw's Nerve-Wracking Theater, the long-running syndicated TV series presenting horror and science fiction feature films, and the Patreon-exclusive series, Lord Bloodraw's Cathode Zone, presenting episodes of classic genre TV shows. For more info, and to see the premiere episode of Lord Bloodraw's Cathode Zone, go to patreon.com slash lordbloodraw. Ah, I'm so glad you're here. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Lord Bloodraw. I host horror and science fiction films on my TV series, Lord Bloodraw's Nerve Rack and Theater, but here, in this cool, intimate darkness, I'll be presenting tales of horror and the uncanny solely for you, alone. In this auditorium within your mind, you will coalesce the settings and the players from the ether of your imagination. Your terror will be your own creation. This is the sorcery of sound, the subtle magic of old-time radio horror. at the door. You will not need them. This is Lord Bloodraw's nerve-wracking auditorium. Colonization. A pathway to growth and increased resources for the colonizers. A devastating loss of freedom and autonomy for the colonized. The usual goal of the colonizing power is to control foreign territory. That territory usually refers to land, but not always. Here is an unusual look at the process of colonization. From X minus one comes the tale Shock Troop. Off. X minus five, four, three, two, X minus one, fire. the far horizons of the unknown come tales of new dimensions in time and space. These are stories of the future, 
Adventures in which you'll live in a million could be years on a thousand maybe worlds. The National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with Galaxy Science Fiction Magazine, presents... X minus Minus one, and tonight's story, Shock Troop. In all his seven major campaigns, Commander Zerum Lassen had never faced anything like this. First, there was the heat, agonizing, insufferable heat. Then there were the jolts, the convulsions. But most unbearable of all was the cross pulse. The interminable, monotonous thrump-thrump of the cross-pulse. Come in. Hello, Perak. Close the bulkhead. This heat's driving me mad. Zarium, I think we ought to abandon this project. Abandon? As chief psychotechnician, I recommend it. Oh? On what do you base this? This macroorganism is unlike anything we've ever tried to colonize before. It's much too complicated. Complicated? Perak, I've colonized life forms on seven other worlds, and each time I've been advised to turn back. I know your record, Zareen, but this creature is different. How? Well, for one thing, it has a highly organized psychoelectric system. The shock waves are fantastic. I've already lost three technicians. These are shock troops. They know the risk. And for another Perak, thing... Perak, you're a fine scientist, but you're no leader of troops. This creature we've invaded will be subdued and brought under positive permanent control. We will achieve thermobiological conditioning to reduce the heat. We will achieve damping to muffle the crossbeat. And we will establish neuromuscular controls. And we will do all these things because I say we will. Now come along. We'll inspect the tunnels. Ready? Yes. I'll open the bulkhead. Feel that heat. Well, the thermo crews are doing everything they can to pull oxygen from the separators. Tell them to work faster. What's the status of the control panel? I I'll see. Amanda, sir, uh, what's the status of the control panel? We've tapped into motor fibers 1 through 46, Chief. We'll be ready for the central selector hookup very soon. What about optical auditory intercept? We're still trying to tap into the subject's visual system, Commander. The screens are set up, but we haven't been able to run a line from the main circuit. Why not? charge in the main trunks is too potent, sir. Our instruments won't take the surges of current. Any installed transformers or resistances? Now get it down. But, sir, two crews working in this heat with that noise. I don't care about the heat or the noise. It is absolutely essential that we hook up visual intercept. I want you to... Convulsions! Hit the stanchions! Hang on! It's passed. Oh. I've never seen them quite this bad. How do you suppose causes them? I don't know. I suspect they're reflex actions. Sir? What? Do you suppose this creature knows we're inside it? Ceaselessly, the shock troops worked inside the host creature, burrowing through capillaries, tapping into nerves, trying desperately to intercept the intelligence and sensations so they might bring it under control. 
Oxygen was pulled from the separators to cool the tunnels where Commander Lassen's troops worked. Yes? Sir, we phased the interrogative feedback. We're ready to try for an image on the visual screen. Excellent. What about vocal auditory? Completely phased. We haven't broken the speech code yet, but all sounds are clearly audible. Blast that crossbeat. Can't the crews do something to muffle it? We're trying. We don't dare go into the main arteries, not yet at least. Have they calcified? They're trying, Zerim. We've got calcification crews working like demons trying to harden the central blood vessels. Very well. Lieutenant, is the screen ready? Yes, sir. Does the commander wish to monitor himself? Yes. These are standard controls, I assume? Yes, sir. Focus is this knob. Brightness control is at the right. Very good. Now, switch on and we'll see if we can see what this creature sees. A little more focus. Something's coming through. It isn't a clear enough image. Bring up the contrast. There. Well? It appears that our host is in an enclosed space of some sort. From the orderly flow of articles across the screen, I would say it was moving aimlessly. As an item for resting on, it appears. In the background, a blurred pattern of light and dark stripes. Now, let's hear the auditory reception. You may as well get the decoding section working on it. I'll switch it on, sir. The creature doesn't seem to be vocalizing. Now, what's the noise? I believe that's a respiratory sound, sir, made by the creature's oxygen plant. I'll try to eliminate it. Filter it out. Yes, sir. Doc. Doc, I tell you, I'm sick. It's vocalizing. I'm not trying to pull anything, Doc. There's something moving inside me. Honest. Doc, please. Try to break down the pattern. I want to know what the creature is communicating. Yes, sir. Well, Karak, do you still think we should turn back? We've tapped into the creature's communication systems, Erim. I think controlling it is going to be another matter. to X-1 and Shock Troop. Inside the subject, the work continued hour after hour, day after day. Inside the control room, Commander Lassen was haggard and weary. Outside, the crews labored in the tunnels, calcifying blood vessels, tapping into sensory nerves, tying circuits across sympathetic nerve fibers, and still no positive control. Hmm? Oh, Tarak. What's happening? Well, we're making slow progress, Zerim. Between the heat and the cross pulse, the men are beginning to crack up. They need a rest. Anyone caught loafing on the job will be fed into the disposal units. Those are my orders. Isn't that a bit hard? Are you questioning my authority? Yes, I think you've been working too hard. Uh, I'll have you... D- Listen. What? The silence. They've done it. Modification section is muffled the crossbeat. You're right. What a relief. Come on, let's try the audiovisual again. Maybe we'll be able to hear something now. There's a picture coming in. The same picture. Blurry, barred pattern. 
objects for sitting and reclining. Switch on the auditory. Right. It's vocalizing. Listen. I guess I didn't. It happened all of a sudden. This pain in my heart. Make it slow down. I'm sick. There's something wrong with me. If only decoding would crack the speech pattern so we knew what it was saying. There seems to be another macro-organism in the room with it. Dressed in white, it seems. Yes, I see. I'm not faking, Doctor. You gotta do something. I want the speech pattern given number one priority. No time for... That's condition red. Commander! The vein is ruptured in Tunnel C. There's a Lucasite breakthrough. Get the guns. I want a coagulant crew in there at once. There are hundreds of the monsters, Commander. Shall we seal off the tunnel? And lose weeks of calcifying? Come on, we'll try to coagulate. Commander joined the rush of frenzied emergency troops rushing into the corridor. Ahead, crews were lugging hand sterilizers and broad-spectrum coagulators. Inside the tunnel, the scene was bedlam. There was a break in the wall, hemorrhaging profusely. Crewmen waded knee-deep in the nauseous sea of thrombin. Red corpuscles knocked them off balance. Every so often, a sickening gray leukocyte would rear up and embrace a crewman in a grip of acid death. to retreat. The thrombin's rising. Lieutenant, give the order to fall back and seal off the tunnel. Yes, sir. Fall back. Seal the tube. Fall back. The struggle continued. New tunnels were formed. More nerves tied into central control. Veins and arteries calcified. The heat reduced to a livable temperature. Slowly... The morale of the shock troops inched higher, and Commander Lassen relaxed and grew more amiable. Well, Perrick, ready for the big event? Yes, my crew is standing by. Good. We'll try an auditory visual intercept first, and then we'll attempt to control a few responses. We've uh, tapped into the creature's hearing circuit now so that we can hear what it hears as well as what it says. Excellent. Uh, switch on the screen. It's coming in now. And the creature is still in the same room, alone, evidently. And it seems to be writing a message of some sort. Oh, wait. It's talking. My appeal was turned down. And this is it. Now, let's try a motor response. Lieutenant Mander. Sir? Which circuit controls the organism's right extremity? This one, sir. Are all circuits properly insulated against electrical surge? Up to one million dynarcs, Commander. Now, we've never encountered anything higher. That should be safe enough. And here goes. I'll try a simple contraction. It worked! The right limb contracted. Perrick, it worked. We've established control. You're to be congratulated, Commander. Thank you. Uh, switch on auditory visual again. Yeah. The creature is still writing. Actually, I don't mind too much. The doctors have discovered that I have a serious condition of the blood vessels and heart. 
They call it sclerosis. And I've been feeling awful lately. So I'm not too afraid of what's coming. I'll think of you. Think of me. Love. The message is concluded. Let's try another motor response. I'm going to manipulate the creature's legs now to make it locomote toward the barred pattern. Ready? Ready, sir. It's moving. Excellent, excellent. Perrick, have the crews clean up the remaining circuits. Make absolutely certain that the electrical hazard is reduced to a minimum. I can't afford to lose any more troops. Now, what about the speech code? Decoding thinks they may break at any moment now. I'll keep them working. Give the troops extra rations and pay and commend them for a good job. If all goes well, we'll send for colonists within a week. Exactly one week later... Commander Lassen, seated in a compartment that was now fully air-conditioned, silent, and filled with soft Valverisian music, radioed to the Commissioner of Colonization. So everything is ready. With the exception of the speech code, we have complete primary control of all circuits. We'll expect first 10,000 colonists as soon as transport can be arranged. Lassen, I'll send that at once. Come in. What is it, Perrick? I don't know. There are changes in the intercept screens. What kind of changes? Well, for one thing, there's a temperature drop in the upper quadrant of the creature. Then it seems to be changing its surroundings. Uh, I'll come out and have a look. There, you see? There are other macro creatures in the room now. There. One of them has a black robe. Well, what's so alarming? The speech pattern of the black-robed creature is unlike anything we've ever heard before. Turn on auditory intercept. Strange. Look at the temperature drop up there. Let me try touching the creature's cranial region. That explains the temperature drop. The mass of thread-like growth has been entirely removed. Look, the black-robed one has moved away. Now another creature approaches. Our host entity is being seated. Now bands are being placed on its wrists and legs. That's interesting. I don't like it. What are you worried about? I don't know. It frightens me. Uh, look. Now a dome-like object is being lowered over the creature's head, a, a great cupola. It's cutting out the light. Turn up the auditory. I... I don't want to die, Warner. Not in the electric chair. I wish we knew the speech code. Well, another few days and we'll have it broken. Then total victory will be ours. Total victory. What, what's happening now, Zarim? I don't know. Everything is quiet. The creature is waiting in the dark 
for something to happen, apparently. I wonder what. Fred Collins again. I'll have a word about our cast on X-1 in a moment. You have just heard X-1, presented by the National Broadcasting Company in cooperation with Galaxy Science Fiction Magazine. Galaxy Magazine science editor Willie Lay discusses medical problems of space travel in the current issue of Galaxy. Read Willie Lay's article as well as the many thought-provoking stories similar to tonight's tale of fiction based on facts of the future. Galaxy Magazine, on your newsstand today. Tonight, X-1 has brought you Shock Troop, a story from the pages of Galaxy written by Daniel Gallion and adapted for radio by George Lefferts. Featured in our cast were Bernard Lenro as Commander Lassen, Edwin Cooper as Perak, John Thomas as Mandor, Ralph Camargo as Sam, and Roger DeCoven was the narrator. This is Fred Collins speaking. X-1 was directed by George Boutsas and is an NBC Radio Network production. I'm sure you'll be grateful that I'll refrain from making any jokes about a uh, shocking ending. You're welcome. Tonight's tale was, of course, merely a work of imagination, but have you ever been sitting quietly and had a sudden chill come from nowhere? Or dropped an object because of some random flutter or movement of your hand? Felt something on your skin that wasn't there? Or inside? Your skin? I'm, uh, I'm sure it's, it's nothing. Thank you for joining me in the Nerve Rackin' Auditorium, and I hope you'll come again. But now it's time for you to rejoin the, uh, real world. I am Lord Bloodraw, and I'll be waiting here for you in the shadows of your mind until the next time you seek the darkness. Good night. Hmm. Our tale of microscopic invaders was uh, surprisingly short. Perhaps it's time for a bit of uh, levity. program brought to you by Camel, the cigarette that's first in the service. Listen to the music of Freddie Rich and his orchestra, the songs of Connie Haynes, and starring Bud Abbott and Lou Costello.
Costello, where have you been? Look at you. Your clothes are dripping wet. There's water running out of your shoes. What happened to you? Oh, I stopped to get a drink at the faucet outside the street. Faucet? Yeah. Dummy, that's no faucet. That's a fire hydrant. Fire hydrant? Yes. No wonder I went halfway to Pomona by gutter. Dial. G, G, G. Three Gs. I gotta get these wet clothes off. Because if I don't get... What's the matter? Please, how many times have I told you when you sneeze, sneeze the other way? I don't know any other way. Hey, please, talk sense, will you? Do you realize you've probably caught a cold? Do you want the germs to spread? Oh, I won't let them spread. Uh, how can you keep germs from spreading? I'll make them wear a girdle. Oh. <laughs> now, that's ridiculous. You've got a cold in your head. How are you going to keep that cold in your head from going down into your chest? I'll tie a knot in my neck. <laughs> What are you talking about? You're not so healthy. Oh, I'll have you know, my friend, that I keep regular hours. Every night I go to bed with the chickens. How do you all get in that little coop? <laughs> no, no, I'm trying to tell you that I go to bed early. And I'm up at the crack of dawn. Then I go out and chop wood for breakfast. Chop wood for breakfast? How can you eat that stuff? <laughs> Listen, Costello, I chop wood for exercise. For example, every morning I jump out of bed and crawl around the room on all fours. You crawl around on all fours? Yes. <laughs> That's the athlete in me. Athlete, that's the monkey in you, brother. Oh, hey, here's Ken Niles. Say, I'm glad you dropped in, Ken. Take a look at Costello. He doesn't feel very well. Oh, just let some of the air out of his head. He'll be all right. <laughs> and you got a lot of nerve. You got a lot of nerve there, Niles. I mean, talking like that. Well, with such a swell head like you got. Oh, I'll have you know I'm not swell headed. Oh yeah, you're the only guy I know who gets the mumps above the ears. <laughs> Now, take it easy, Costello. You're a sick man. Who's a sick man? I'm all right. I just got a little, 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 Good heavens, bud. Did you hear Costello sneeze? What's wrong with the way a little, the way I sneeze with a little thing like that? What's wrong with it? What's wrong with it? Well, if you have to sneeze, why don't you sneeze with your mouth closed? I tried that once and blew out three of my teeth. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Costello. Your sneezing is dangerous. I can catch your cold, then go home, and my beautiful wife will get it in her lovely throat. Her lovely throat? Yes, Costello. Mrs. Niles has a neck like a swan. Yes, and she's got webbed feet to match. <laughs> oh, I heard that remark. And, uh, Mr. Costello, you might be interested in knowing that all my friends think I have perfect features. Is that your nose, or are you looking through a periscope? <laughs> Oh, stop that. Don't pay any attention to Costello, Mrs. Niles. You see, he's got a cold and we're trying to help him. Well, you know the old saying, starve a cold. Now, the first thing to do is to put him on a diet. No carbohydrates, no liquids, and no solids. Uh, you think you can stick to that diet, Costello? Sure. Then what? Then Kenneth and I'll split, split your rations. Oh, nice choice. <laughs> I heard you the first time. You're going to split it. Oh, that was almost a wonderful joke, Poochie. <laughs> oh, don't say that, darling. You're my Poochie. Oh, uh, no, no, you're my Poochie. No, no, you're my Poochie. <laughs> if there's a dog catcher in the house, what are you waiting for? <laughs> Come, Kenneth. And as for you, Costello, I hope your cold is nothing trivial. Well, I don't blame them for going out. The only way to avoid the flu is to flee. What's that? I mean, you've got to flee flu. Got to flee flu? What kind of talk is that? I'm trying to tell you the only way to be free from flu is to flee when flu flies. <laughs> when there's flu, everybody flees. 
Did you say fleas? Certainly. I flee, you flee, he flees, she flees. What, I got a coal or a flea circus? <laughs> you don't understand. To avoid the flu, you've got to flee. I got to flee. Get him off of me, then. Get him off. I don't want any fleas. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't mean fleas like bugs. I mean fleas like flies. Oh, let the fleas like flies. I don't want to break up no romance. Uh, look, it has nothing to do with fleas and flies. I'm trying to tell you to avoid the flu, you must flee. The only way to be free from flu is to flee when flu flies. Oh, you mean that to be free from flu, I gotta flee when flu flies. And the fleas and flies have got nothing to do with the flu. Now you've got it. Now I've got it. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Welcome to Planet 8. Every two weeks, the crew at Planet 8 Podcast explores the many worlds of science fiction, fantasy, superheroes, monsters, and more. We cover the latest movies and TV shows, as well as old favorites, too. Yeah, like Planet of the Apes. It's a man A man Hey, guys, don't forget Star Trek. Fascinating. Or classic monsters like King Kong. Creature from the Black Lagoon or Godzilla. If it's nerdy or geeky, we'll probably be talking about it. So why don't you tune in and check us out? You can find us on iTunes or other fine podcast providers. Come join the conversation at our website, planet8podcast.blogspot.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook. This is Planet 8 Podcast, signing off. End transmission.